0: If you'd like to follow along, I'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 12, beginning verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Good morning, church. It's good to see each and every one of you here this morning, especially if you're visiting. Thank you so much for coming our way. We'd like to ask that you will stick around a few moments after we conclude our service so that we might get to know you a little better. Also, I hope that you've had the opportunity to pick up a bulletin. There's a couple of things in there that I want to highlight. First of all, this Saturday will be our men's trip to Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue over in Decatur. The bus will be leaving at 9.30 a.m. So if you plan to go and be a part of that, you you will be pleased. You will enjoy it. We want you to sign the list out in the foyer so that we can have record that you plan to go so we can make make plans on the trip. Also, Yesterday there were several that gathered for several hours and prayed about different things uh, in our world and within our church family here. And I want to let you know that just out here in the foyer there is a list of those prayer requests, also a list of all those on our sick list uh, and other things. So please pick those up and be praying about these specific things and those on our prayer list during the week and in your own prayers. Next Sunday morning is a special day. Every Lord's Day is a special day. But in particular, we will be celebrating 25 years of the ministry of Love and Learn Preschool. There there will be a lot of visitors. And if you know of people that have come through Love and Learn School or presently are at our Love and Learn Preschool, please encourage them to be here. In fact, every all the things done in service that morning uh, is planned that all of those individuals came through the Love and Learn uh, Preschool program. So we want Encourage you to be here. We want to encourage you to look out for visitors, to get to know them, to uh, uh, introduce yourself to them, to welcome them back so that they will know this is a special ministry here at this church. We appreciate this program. We appreciate Miss Pat and and others, Miss Tammy and others who uh, do a lot of work in this program. And so we want to have a special day celebrating 25 years of this great work. So I want to encourage you to be here, be looking looking out for visitors, introduce yourself to them, welcome them back. Also, you may have friends uh, that, that you know that, that you want to encourage as well to come and be a part of our church family here. So encourage, I want to encourage you to invite your friends or your neighbors to be a part of what we're trying to accomplish here at Savannah. This morning I want us to talk about Family. And what we want to do is we want to look at the physical family as it relates to, or as our church family relates to the physical th- family. And we'll look at three similarities between those families, uh, between between those two institutions in just a few moments. I'm a little slow. And I sent the PowerPoint to Brother Eddie and them. And... Um, I was back there getting the microphone a while ago, and he says, you're not going to sing We Are Family from the pulpit, are we? And uh, I said, said, no, sir, I'm not. I said, I sent that to Bradley. We coordinated that. He's going to sing it. Not knowing that he was talking about the 1979 song by Sister Sledge, We Are Family. You know, I got all my sisters in me, we are family. So, uh, I'm a little slow, Brother Eddie, but I apologize about that. But we're not talking about that song, neither am I going to lead it, neither is Bradley. But we are going to talk about family. I want you to notice on the screen here, I came across this from the Human Development and Family Department at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And this is what they found as a profile of a strong family. It says they have appreciation. Family members gave one another compliments and sincere demonstrations of approval. They tried to make the others feel appreciated and good about themselves. They also found that they have the ability to deal with crisis in a positive manner. They were willing to take a bad situation, see something positive in it, and focus on that. And then you'll notice also time together. In all areas of their lives, meals, work, recreation, they structured their schedules to spend time together. It's a profile of a strong family. They found three more things out. That these families also had a high degree of commitment. Families promoted each person's happiness and welfare, invested time and energy in each other, and made family their number one priority. They also found out in a profile of a strong family that they had good communication patterns. Families promoted each person's happiness. Uh, I'm sorry, these families spent time talking with each other. Imagine that. They also listened well, which shows respect. And finally, they found out in these profiles for strong families a high degree of religious orientation. Not all belong to an organized church, but they consider themselves highly religious. And so, as we think about our physical families this morning, I want us to take the things, take these three similarities from our physical families and apply them to our church family. Number one, we are similar in identification. It's in our physical families that we receive our identification, isn't it? Our families then define who we are. They say, this is who you are, this is your identification. They even give us our name. Last weekend on our youth retreat, I was talking about similarities like this and I talked to Jordan and Nolan and I said, not only guys is our name Binion, but we're also Christians. You see, our families are where we find our identification. And to some degree in our families, that's where we receive... Uh, somewhat of our personalities, whether good or bad, we receive that identification from our physical families. But it's the same with our church family. That's where we receive our identification. We call ourselves Christians. In other words, we identify ourselves with that of Jesus Christ. We say that when I go out into the world, I am a Christian. When we come together and we meet here, as often as we do, not just this morning, but every time we come together, we're saying we are coming together as Christians. That is our identity. And that's why we have the name on our sign, Savannah Church of Christ. It's in Christ that we have our identity. What better name to put on our sign than Christ? We are identifying to the world, we belong to Christ. That's where we find our identification, just like in our physical families. Let's notice a few things in Scripture. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7, you'll remember this. This is where uh, the children of Israel go up against the people of Ai. You see, they had enjoyed provisions and success over their enemies after crossing over into the promised land, crossing over that river. But then they come to Ai and they lose the battle. And Joshua, Joshua had taken command over the children of Israel from Moses. And Joshua and the elders, they tear their clothes and they begin to mourn. Why? Verse 10 and following of Joshua chapter 7. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up! Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies. Because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from, from among you. Get up, verse 13. Sanctify the people and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow because thus says the Lord God of Israel. There is an accursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. Now there's a lot of lessons that we could talk about in Joshua chapter 7. But I want you to notice what the Bible says about Achan and his family. Because, see, we find our identification in our family. And notice what happens to Achan and his family. Verse 24. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones, still there to this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore the name of the place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. You see, they stoned and burned both Achan and all his family. That's where they find their identification. You are a part of Achan's family. Achan has done this evil thing. God says you must destroy it all. And they lost their life. Do you remember back over in Genesis chapter 7? Do you remember who also was identified with Noah in the ark? It was his family. Genesis chapter 7 and verse 1. Folks, these two passages of Scripture are powerful as it relates to our identification in family. Genesis 7 and verse 1, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this Generation Come into the ark, Noah, you and your household. Because I have found righteousness in you. We are identified with our family. Also think about Rahab, the prostitute, that we read about in the book of Hebrews, but also in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 25. Notice what the Bible says. But Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, with her family and all who belonged to her, because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. You see, because of their identification with Rahab, her family were also saved. Because she chose to believe God and to act on her belief, her and her family were saved. So, where is it today you find your identification? Is it with God or is it with someone else? You see, in our physical families, that's where we find our identification. And that's also the same way with our church family. We call ourselves Christians. But I want you to think about another similarity. The similarity of confirmation. You see, in our physical families, that's where we come to get support. That's where we come to get confirmation. That's where we come to get encouragement. That's where we come to receive love and to be shown how to love. Our families bring us healing when we're hurt, when we're disappointed and discouraged, and when we're sad. Someone said this, The evidence is convincing. Now notice what he says. The better our relationships are at home, the more effective we are in our careers. If we're having difficulty with a loved one, that difficulty will be translated into reduced performance on the job. That's powerful. Makes me ask myself the question if that is the case in our physical families, is that also the case in our spiritual family, the church? U.S. News and World Report said in studying the millionaires in America. A picture of a typical millionaire is an individual who has worked 8 to 10 hours a day for 30 years and is still married to his or her high school or college sweetheart. Zig Ziglar says a New York executive search firm in a study of 1,365 corporate vice presidents discovered that 87% were still married to their one and only. And that 92% were raised in two-parent families. The evidence is overwhelming that the family is the strength and foundation of society. Strengthen your family ties and you will enhance your opportunity to succeed. That's what people out in the world are saying. That's what they've studied and found out. And yet our world wants to tell us that the family is not important. Folks, the family is important. And so is our church family. You see, it's within family that we receive confirmation, right? It's within family that we receive support and encouragement and love and to be shown how to love. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul speaking about the different spiritual gifts that the church has. And toward the end of chapter 12, he teaches them how that all these different gifts that that you have individually, they come together, working together. Why? For the edification, or we might say, Confirmation of the body of Christ. So that the church, our spiritual family, might be built up, not torn down. That's exactly. That's exactly what Satan wants. Satan wants to come into our family and he wants to split and separate our physical families. He wants to come into our spiritual family and he wants to split and separate our, physical fam- our spiritual family. Folks, I want to encourage us to stand up against Satan and say, not in our house. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, the Bible says, and now abide faith, hope, and love these three. But the greatest, but the greatest, but the greatest of these is love. Jesus said it Himself and set the example Himself. And he said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. As it is with our physical family, so it is with our spiritual family. Physical families are designed as a way to receive the encouragement that we need. it likely is that our spiritual family is as well. When you come into those doors, do you feel loved? Do you feel encouraged? Do you feel built up? You see, that's our prayer. That when you walk into this location, when you are around your spiritual family, that you feel loved, Know that you know that you're loved, that you are encouraged, that you are supported, and that you are challenged in your walk with God. That's family. I like the way one person described the church. He says, We are a hospital in which people come to find healing. That's what we want to be. We want to be a place of healing, of support and encouragement. We want people that come off the street to know that's what we are about. We are identified with Christ and we want to follow His example and yes, it gets tough sometimes because Satan clouds our minds and clouds our focus as he did with Adam and Eve, as he tried to do with Jesus and as he continues to do with us today. And that's why we need to continue to focus on our identification, Jesus Christ, so that we can give confirmation to one another. And then the third similarity we find is that of preparation. You see, one of the main things that we receive from our physical families is education and training. Preparation for the future. We are just now hovering on the brink of that pushing one out of the nest. And at times it is difficult Those of you that have done it, know. But then I also hear that emptiness is great. But you see, that's what we do all of our life. We teach and we train. We try to teach the difference of right and wrong. We try to teach through our example and through our words that God is the most important thing. Our relationship through Jesus Christ is the most important thing. Teaching, education, training, preparation for the future. And so it is with our spiritual family. But I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And I want you to notice what Paul says about teaching and training and education from physical family. You know this passage well. Ephesians chapter 6 beginning in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. The Bible talks about righteousness and living right. And children, why do you do this? Oh, this is a good thing to do. No, because this is teaching and instruction. This is preparation for the future. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training or the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Paul says that's important. That we teach and train our children physically. But it also is important that we do that as a body. We have what we call Bible school. Every first day of the week, every Wednesday night, we come together. We come to study for the training and education of the body of Christ. From our littlest ones all the way to our oldest ones because we are never too old to stop learning and growing. Amen? I think about Moses. Even though he was raised in Pharaoh's house, you remember the Bible says that Pharaoh's daughter, she went and got one of the Hebrew women to teach and train and take care of this little baby Moses. Exodus chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, the Bible says, And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go! So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, the child's mother, Moses' mother, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So he... So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. you remember what happened? Do you remember how, yes, Moses was taught about all the Pharaohs, and he was taught about all the, the history of the Egyptian people, but as a young child, he was raised up and taught by his mother about God and God's people. therefore, As he got older, the book of Hebrews tells us that he chose to suffer affliction with God's people rather to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin in Egypt because he had been trained and educated about God and His people. And just like with our physical family, so it is with our spiritual family, the church. Do you remember what Paul said? Of Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also there was a progression. There was some teaching, training, and education about God and about the faith. And now as a result, Timothy is called the Apostle Paul's son in the faith. I'm also reminded of the, t- the, the training that Jesus received in Luke chapter 2. Do you remember when he was a young boy and he was taken to Jerusalem? And his parents, after they, they're there for, for the Passover and they're there to, to, to serve and worship, and they, they leave and then they say, Where's Jesus? And they go back and they find him in the temple. And when they find him, why did you do this to us? Didn't you know we would be looking for you? And Jesus said, didn't you know I must be about my father's business? But notice what happened in verse 51. Then he, that's Jesus, went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them, which I believe included education and training. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. So, we ask ourselves the question, why do we come together? Well, the Bible tells us to come together on the first day of the week to break bread. The Bible tells us to come together and worship. why, Why do we do all that Bible class stuff? Why is that important? Because in our family... We are to teach and train and educate and prepare for the Christian life and for eternity. You see, as great as Adam and Eve was, they had difficulty. As great as the man after God's own heart, David, was, he had difficulty. As great as the apostles were, even the Apostle Paul, they had difficulty in this world. Why? Because Satan is after us. And folks, that's why we need to remember our identification. And that's why we need a place to come together to receive confirmation. And that's why we need a place to come together for preparation. You see, we don't come here to just waste time. We don't come here so we can chalk up our points. Yeah, I tend to worship. Oh yeah, I I did Bible study today. Woo, yay for me. We come together because it's important to prepare one another, to encourage one another, to remind one another of our identification. You may say to yourself, well, you know what, I, I mean... I do well enough at home, I really don't need all that much. That may be so. But here's what I don't want you to forget. You see, when you're here, you give the rest confirmation. When you come into that Bible class, you give the rest confirmation and support. And say, I'm here... Not for me. I'm here for you. Because it's important when we go out in that world that we remember who we are identified with. That we remember this is where we get support and encouragement. That we remember Adam and Eve struggled. David struggled. Paul, Peter, James, and John, they struggled. And I'm no better Need it, and I want you to be here to receive it too. Because if you've turned on the news, you know there's some big issues out there, there's some big issues in this world, there's some big issues that we as a family will be facing. Are we prepared? Are we receiving encouragement? Are we remembering who we are identified with? Because see, those three things, I'm telling you, those three things will make all the difference for how we deal with what Satan through the world, through government, is sending our way. How will we handle it? How are we dealing with it? Today. I came across this that I want to share with you in closing about family. Two families from the same state of New York were studied carefully. One was the Max Jukes family, and the other was the Jonathan Edwards family. The one thing that they discovered in this study is remarkable. Like begets like. What does he mean? That the way one family is, it adds to it. That's how that family keeps going. The way one family lives, that's how that family keeps going. Listen to what they found. Max Jukes was an unbelieving man and he married a woman of like character who lacked principle. And among the known descendants, over 1,200 were studied. 310 became professional vagrants. 440 physically wrecked their lives by a wild lifestyle. 130 were sent to the pen for an average of 13 years. And each, seven of them for murder. There were over 100 who became alcoholics, 60 became habitual thieves, 190 public prostitutes. Of the 20 who learned a trade, 10 of them learned to trade in a state prison. It cost the state about $1.5 million, and they made no contribution to society. In about the same era, the family of Jonathan Edwards came on the scene And Jonathan Edwards, a man of God, married a woman of like character. And their family began and they became a part of this study that was made. 300 became ministers, missionaries, and theological professors. Over 100 became college professors. Over 60 became authors of good classics, good books. 14 became presidents of universities. There were numerous giants in American industry that emerged from this family. Three became United States congressmen, and one became the vice president of the United States. Think family is not important? Family is important. Now, can sometimes people go wrong out of good families? Sure they can. We read that in Scripture. Just read the judges. Just read the, the kings and the judges of, of Old Testament Israel. Just read the New Testament. There were people converted, but yet then were tempted to be led away and were led away from good families. So yes, that can happen. Can there be good people that come out of bad families? Yes. But as a whole, like Begets like. So, what kind of family do I want to have? Raise it one. What kind of church family do we want to be? You say, you say history is in the past. The future is in the present. What kind of family will we be? When people around this community, when people in this state hear Savannah Church of Christ, what kind of family will they think of? This morning, where do you find your identification? I pray it's in Christ. If not, you have the opportunity today to do like the eunuch did in Acts chapter 8 and others throughout the book of Acts. They said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I want to be identified with Christ. And like the Bible teaches all through the New Testament, they, He went down in that watery grave and He was baptized. He was immersed in Jesus Christ, to rise in newness of life, going on His way, rejoicing. Why? Because now He's identified. But Jesus Christ. This morning when you came in this building, I hope that you found love. I hope that you found support and encouragement. If not, share that with us because it's my prayer and I know the elders and I know Dustin and Howard. That's our prayer. but that's the kind of family this will be. If there's an issue, we want to work on it. We don't want to sweep it under the Word. We want to work on it. We want to pray about it. We want to pray with you and we want to petition God, help us through this because we want to be a family where we can come together and receive confirmation. Where are you finding your preparation? I hope it's with God, but I also hope it's with your church family. Today, if you're not a child of God, it's our prayer that you will become that. Identify with Jesus Christ today. Maybe it is you're here today and maybe it is you have aught, You have hurt or you have been hurt by someone in this room. What better time than to say, not in my house, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. I want my church family to help me in confirmation and to pray with me and pray for me so that we can drive Satan out of this place. Maybe it is you're just here and you've been away from Jesus for a long time. What better time than today? Make that right so that you can receive identification again and confirmation and preparation right here at Savannah Church of Christ. If you ever need to respond to the Lord's invitation, don't wait another moment, but come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.